With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m., Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Monday, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Moto Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPP Radio's open mic open to all pastors preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to 
to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Listening to Brother Don present with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. What's good, radio family? Yes, this is Brother Don with my co-host, Pastor Gene Homer, here with you again for another time in the Lord as Brother John presents, and we're just overly excited today what God is doing, not only in our lives, but your lives too, family. We know that we are in some trying times here. We know that what's going on and what they're trying to tell us the new normal is really rubs against the grain of all things. But we just pray that you've been faring well in these times, and if you've been affected by any way during these times according uh, in this pandemic, according to the word of God, we just send out our hearts to you. We just lift you up because, you know, that we've got to have each other's back. You know, we talked about that in the as we loaded uh, last Sunday how, you know, this is a unified effort of the saints. This is just not a one-man show. This is a unified effort, collective effort of all of us getting together and uplifting that blood-stained banner of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be overcomers in all things. Well, family, it's, uh, it is August the 8th, 2020. And, you know, I just sat back today preparing for this time and just really had an insight of how fast this year has gone by. Even though we have endured a whole lot, but this year has just gone by so fast. And, 
you know, we're almost in, we're we into the eighth month of the year, and, and usually around this time, once we hit Labor Day, then Thanksgiving, then pretty much the year is done. So, and I just pray that as you've been listening to TPV Ministries that by this year, you've been edified in the teachings and messages that the ministers have been bringing, not only here at Brother Don Presents, but the whole TPV Ministry team. I just pray that it's been a blessing to you this year, and we're just, we're just hoping that the growth that you've uh, endured in that time is, is a monumental one. But as always, you know, family, we, we want to hear from you. We, you know, there's several ways that you can contact us um, through the website. You can leave a comment there. The Facebook page, uh, you can leave a comment there. And, and you know, because we want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear the testimony. We want to hear the growth, how, how God has really blessed you in this time, and, and you've been listening. And you always can call in and and, and you know, speak because we are live. It's five one five six zero five nine eight seven three. We would love to hear you. I'm gonna repeat that number one more time. Five one five six zero five nine eight seven three. Yeah, just call in. Let us know if there's something that you need addressed, or is a certain part of ministry, or the messages that you've heard that. You may not have clarity on or you want to expound on what God has shown you or by revelation. We would love to hear from you. But, you know, family, it's it's all of us together. And and that's what I want to promote and continue to promote, that it's us collectively together pushing forward for the kingdom of heaven. And I'm just thankful. Well, family, I want to give my shout out. Uh, I want to... I want to make sure I get my shout out and just so that, uh, uh, oh, before I do that, I want to um, give you a side note. The voting has ended. The voting has officially ended. We were in for uh, spin awards. You know, I, I keep thinking stellar, but we were in for the spin awards. Actually, we considered for nomination stellar awards, too. But the spin awards, uh, we, we pray that you voted and just keep us lifted in prayer as we go forward. And, and you know, family, it's not about, you know, and, and, and Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi, I know them well. It's not about all the accolades and trophies on the wall for them. It's just a real testament to what God can do with the vision and faith. And truly, this is that. It was a, a, a seed that was planted within them, too, in ministry at TPV when they started. It's a vision. And they had faith that God would be um, there with them to see it through. And he has. And he has. Because this, we're not a big, one of those big conglomerate-type stations or ministries, you know, that have resources that reach all around the world. You know, it was just. Just a couple of us in the beginning, humble beginnings. It was just a couple of us, and God continued to increase. And that's the testimony, family, is God is the one that increases. And here we are today on the ballot for the spin award. I don't, Pastor Chris explained to me how significant that was because I'm still kind of a newbie when it comes to this. But I can tell you that we're amongst larger radio stations, 
So you can kind of say we were monks giants, but God looked down and he seen what we were doing and he was pleased. And now we're here being nominated. So it's really a testament of what God can do if you follow the vision with faith. And we just wanted to thank you if you voted. God bless you. We appreciate you. We love you. Because like I said, it, it, this is this is all of us together. This just ain't my show, Pastor Gene's show, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi. It's not their show. This is your show. This is the time and opportunity that God can use us to speak his word to you. Amen. Well, now I'm going to get my shout out. Now I'm going to get my shout out. As always, family, first and foremost, I have to give my shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, family, without him, truly, I am nothing. Because he brought me a long way. He has cleaned me up, family, and he's continuing to do things in my life. And I'm just so thankful and humble that he chose me today to be here in front of you. And I can't forget about my, my, my amazing wife. And, you know, family, she's just an amazing, incredible lady. You know, I, I really got a chance to meet her and I connected and just to see the things that she does for this family, for me, and keeping me covered. You know, she's truly, truly a, a blessing. And my wife, Deborah Pertle, I, I love you and I thank you for all that you do. And I get to give a shout out to TPB Ministries. Amen. I got to give a shout out to Pastor Chris and First Lady Lucy. You know, they're just amazing people. And, and it was about this time a year ago or so that I, I met them, and they just embraced me. They believed in the gift that God has, has placed in me. They helped nurture that gift. They helped promote that gift, and they've given me an opportunity to just really move forward in the calling that God has on my life. And then TPV Ministry was a, a launching board. You know, uh, I was doing other things, but they really helped me find my voice, and I just thank them for that. And I got to give a shout-out to my children. You know, they're growing up, family. I just dropped all all my babies are in high school now, and I'm telling you, it is really something. Time waits for nobody, and we really understand that. They're they're getting older, and, and, and I'm just thankful for them. I'm thankful for my other kids, my, my adult kids, grandkids. I just thank God for each and every one of them, you know, because they – Help me become a better me each and every day, you know, as I seek the Lord and guidance, and they just really help me be a better me. And I can't forget about my guys out there in California and, and Nevada, the, the, the uh, AM Coffee Talk guys, KBRG, The Bridge, Bishop Willie Horn, um, really great guys. I want to give a shout-out to them because, you know, they – they were instrumental early on uh, when I got a chance to be with them. They showed me a lot. They taught me a lot. Um, you know, just really, really good godly men that's laboring for the Lord each and every morning. They don't miss a beat, family. Each and every morning they're out there with a good word, good message. You know, go out there on Life 365, find them. 
Listen to him. I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. Great, great, great God. And I want to give a shout-out to my family, my natural family. You know, we have really reconnected, and it's just really been a blessing um, with my sisters. You know, I want to give them a shout-out and, and seeing them come on board and what God is doing in their lives and, and how he's bringing and raising them up. It's really been a blessing. And also you, family, my spiritual family, I want to give a shout-out to you because you guys keep me on my toes. You keep me in that place of righteousness each and every week as I come to you, and I just want to thank God for each and every one of you to tell you that I love you and thank you for supporting this in this ministry and what we're doing here because, you know, it's really, really truly a testament to my life, each and every one of you are, and what God could do through me with just a little bit, with just a little bit, what he can do. So, amen. That's it for me, family, and I'm going to pass the mic to my big, 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 big sister, the mother of TPB Radio, Pastor Jean Homer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. I'm just so grateful today for life and liberty and freedom. I'm so grateful uh, to the uh, to the Lord and Savior of my that's over my life. I'm 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 so grateful for His keeping power in that He's kept our family through this ordeal and the family at uh, TPV. I'm just grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for the move of God that's upon the face of the earth now. I'm grateful for the people that he has predestined, and he's pre, he is strategically positioning and placing to empower for such a time as this. I'm grateful for uh, the, the gift and the callings of God, the fivefold ministry. I'm grateful for the li- listening audience. I'm grateful for the... Uh, uh, anointing uh, of and the enlightenment that God is putting in the, into those that are willing to stand boldly for him in this day and this hour. And uh, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful today. Amen. 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 You know, family, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to open up here, but I just really feel in my spirit to open up with a, a word of prayer. Um, before we get started, as just really kind of you know we we don't we don't really come with no structured like five point sermon program type thing, you know we just flow in what God wants you know and that that's me and my sister's desire is to just really flow the way the Holy Spirit will want to have it directed you know because it's truly amazing because. You know, we've got a uh, we, we've a couple fellowships that we're involved in. You know, there's been times where we just call each other on the phone and just sit there and just let the Holy Spirit work. And I'm telling you, it was some amazing, amazing, amazing times that, that had come out of that. But I want to just open up with a little prayer. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I just thank you for your mercy and grace that is anew this day. And, Lord, as we go forward today, I just ask that you start preparing hearts that you start making them pliable, Lord, that you start breaking up the stony areas that they can, people can receive, your people can receive this day. And I just ask you, Lord, to remove us 
from it in a fleshly standpoint that everything that should be brought out today will be by way of the Holy Spirit, not in our conscience or our mind or our intellect, but truly, truly by the Spirit of the Lord. And I just ask you to anoint the airways. Let the airways be anointed as people hear this word, that they have ears to hear, eyes to see, that they know that they know that they know that God has touched them this day through this word and this teaching. For this we thank and praise you in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, sis, I'm just going to be sensitive to the uh, 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 Holy Spirit here. Um, and just kind of, you know, I just was thinking about, you know, as I was leading in today, you know, how this year began. You know, and and how, you know, when God was really speaking to us about this year and, you know, we, we started out and everybody had their little accolades about 2020 and what 2020 meant and all this other stuff. But, you know, the Lord took us in a whole different direction the first part of this year when he gave us, and we were talking about the sovereignty of God. I mean, wasn't that an outstanding teaching? That the, the sovereignty when we, we were ministering on that? Yes, and you know, brother, we could see now that it was preparation for what we would have to go through this year, amen? Because we really and needed then, to be reminded of God's sovereignty for what was about to take place over the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. And that was, that was a beautiful thing because, you know, I don't know about I, I, you know, well, me and you talked on, online. I don't know about the family, but there was so much revelation that came out of this teaching. There was so much that was just deposited in both of us, you know, as we were studying and, and, and ministering. And the beauty of it was, and, and I just want to share this with the family, when once we got done, we would end up talking for hours after the show just what God has revealed to us during the show. So that was uh, that was amazing to me, you know, and, and I think it was important, like you said, that we visited that because we had no clue that the state of the world would be in this shape right now. You know, prior to that, we hadn't talked about it. We didn't discuss it, but God just really set things up. Was there, um, I know, what I really took out of that, um, a lot of things I took out of it, really, to be honest with you, but um, how that challenged me, the sovereignty of God, it challenged and, and it transformed me in so many ways. And I understand now that that, that was the first piece of the building block of transformation for the body of Christ was the sovereignty. Was there anything in particular that you can recall since that you took away from the sovereignty of God that that really uh, you can share with the family that's really ministered and transformed you or, 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 or changing within you? Well, you know, brother, the thing that it spoke to my heart, the thing that it has spoken and continues to speak to my, my, my heart is, the, is that uh, our God is all-knowing and all-powerful. It helped me mm-hmm. to understand that even when, when evil 
prevails in the land, it doesn't change who God is. That God That's is right. still the same righteous, loving, powerful God. And you know, it and it reminds me that that um he's he's still speaking in the storm. He's still speaking. He's still trying to get a hold to the heart of those that, that are here, that belong to him. Amen. And you know, and, and it helped me it helped me to put my trust in him in the midst of it all. Amen. It helped me to be aware of the fact that uh that you know, even though some people might say God did this, I know that God does not do evil. I believe, right. I, you know, it, it caused me to be reminded that there is an adversary that's determined to kill, steal, and destroy. But, you know, God spoke to me in the midst of it all that I saved the last move for myself in every situation. That the enemy never no, gets good. the last move when it comes to those that belong to me. I always save the good. last move for myself. And so God has just spoken continuously, and I, I know not only to myself, I know he speaks to those that, that he loves in the midst of this situation. Amen? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. To, to, Amen. In him. And I've seen him move. I've seen him supply. I've seen him speak to that which is not and, and cause it to be. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's where I am in it all. I'm learning how faithful God is. I'm learning how powerful God is. And I'm learning that God does p- p- take care of his own. Amen? And I'm yeah, learning that yeah. I have to pull away from him, that this is the opportunity, uh, opportunity for me to draw close to him. Amen? Right, so right, right, you right. know, uh, and, and you know, in in the in in, in the, the psalmist say, there's a song that says, "I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree that's right. planted by the waters, and I shall not be moved." So this this the situation that we're we're facing. You know what? It, it's a it's a place where I've allowed God to examine my heart to show me if I really am who I think I am. If I really trust God the way I say I trust him, amen, it's an opportunity. And and we have to use such difficult situations as opportunities to show right, us if right. we really are grounded and centered in God like we profess to be, amen. You know, and even in the midst of all amen. of this, brother said to me, it's time for you to be a doer of the word. Wow. It's time to be a doer of the word. Yeah. And so, you know, God is still speaking to those that, that that will seek his face. He's still speaking. You know, and in the beginning, he said, you know what, this didn't catch me off guard. It didn't catch me off guard. I'm still a guard and God, and I am still on the throne. It didn't Amen. cause me to get up. It didn't cause me to get upset. I am still on the throne. So it, it's caused me to go back and refresh myself as to what it means that God is all sovereign. And and mm. in the midst of this situation, we must know and understand what it what it means that God is all sovereign. Even in the midst of the darkest days, He's still all sovereign. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's the beginning. He is the end. He's your standby. He will meet you where you are. He will preserve you. He will keep you. 
You know, he's my life. He's the very life that I breathe, the breath that I breathe. His life is within me. And I'm learning to put my confidence in him every day. And here's his voice. God, what are you saying? God, where are you leading me? And you know, one thing that's come out of this, brother, is that it's caused people that I know to say, I must know that I know God. I can't go back the same way I was when this started. I want to know God in a deeper place, in a more intimate place. And it's caused them to be able to see that they were not satisfied where they were before. And and now Mm. they're coming place, and God is drawing them to the place where they want to seek him like they never saw God before, and they want to know him, and they want to hear his voice. They want to come up out of complacency. They want to come up out of religion, and they realize they were not satisfied. Amen. 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 Man, that, that hit it right on the head, you know, because... Um, so much of that I received uh, too, and another point that I wanted to bring up that that really that we touched on together that's continuing to minister to me even now as I speak is how um, for myself I really didn't reverence fully the sovereignty of God. I did not reverence not that I didn't hold His name at any value. But there's a difference when you reverence his sovereignty, when you really understand, like you were saying, um, it, it doesn't matter. He's always got a plan. No matter what's going through, what you're going through, he's always got a plan. You know, and, and myself personally, family, there's some testimonies that, that, that um, I can share to tell you this year that I couldn't see the outcome. To me, from the onset, the outcome looked horrible. But God already had a plan on the other side of what was happening. And the thing about reverencing his sovereignty is knowing that he's all-powerful, all-knowing. I want to say, I'm I'm trying to recall this. You may have to help me. Omnipotent, omnipresent. Um, There's one more I'm missing. Um, If you think about it, help me out here. Uh, but but he but he he he's God, you know. And the thing though that that you know Psalms nine and ten has been one that I, we took out of that teaching that really really kind of just really set a tone for me with sovereignty. It says those, and I'm reading. Um, I hope you got your Bibles, family. Um, you know whatever you got, your tablet smartphone, turning pages. I'm going to do a little both today. But Psalms chapter 9, verse 10 says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. And that's powerful, sis. That's powerful. And I I, I got a thankful, I forgot to give a shout out to my big sister. She got me a passion translation. It have not arrived yet, family, but I'm anticipating it coming. Amen. So if you got yours handy, sis, if you could read that for me, I would be more than uh, humbled if you could read Psalms 9 and 10 for me. Okay, brother, it was Psalms 109. I'm sorry. 
No, Psalm chapter 9, verse 10. Okay. Okay. I was trying to find my notes on sovereignty, so give me a minute. <laughs> um, Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm getting there. It's chapter 9, verse 13. 10. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. thank you, Pastor Chris. Hold on before you go. Pastor Chris, help me out here. It's omnipotent, okay. um, omnipotent, and omnipresent. God bless you, Pastor Chris. Thank you. Uh, I just was drawing a blank there for a minute for whatever reason. But go ahead, sis. If you got Psalm okay. 9, chapter 9, verse 10, go ahead. Okay, I have it here, and I'm reading again from the Passion Translation. It says, may everyone who knows your mercy keep putting their trust in you, for they can count on you for help no matter what. Woo! Wow. Woo! Man, that just hit me, boy. That was Amen. Beautiful. We must that know his mercy. We must know his mercy. Amen. And Amen. even where we are, brother, we can see how see God's mercy. Amen. Even in what we have Amen. to get up and say every day, we can still see God's mercy to us. Amen. 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 And you know, sometimes I I gotta be, you know, and, and we're just kind of flowing today, family. We, you know, I'm just being obedient to the Holy Spirit today on 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 this right here. You know, a lot of times we forget that, and I'm gonna give you a quick testimony. You know, in my job where I work at, we have thousands of employees. I think the last recorded number of workforce number out there was right around 6,000 people. Now, we were deemed by the federal government when all this kicked off, this COVID-19, as being essential employees. And that means we didn't get the opportunity to self-quarantine, we didn't get the opportunity to uh, have the, the position where we could work from home. So we had to go to work each and every day. Well, unfortunately, there has been a spike in positive cases. And I'm up there every day. And, and every morning, family, I go through that gate. I just start playing, praying, and pleading the blood of Jesus over my life. Well, unfortunately, one of my coworkers that I actually work in the same vicinity came up positive. And they sent me to go get screened or whatever, and I went and got the test, and they said, okay, now for the next three to five days, you quarantine. Don't come to work. Limit your travel. Don't go into crowded places or, uh, um, you know, where, where there's a mass of people until you get your results. Okay, that's fine. I go home. I'm sitting there. Day one goes by. Day two goes by. Now in my mind, I done formulated, okay, now I know God's got my back, but I let the anxiety take over me. And I just thought when I left work and I was going, oh, this is going to be a great time. I can get to read and, and, and see God and get uh, 
um, uh, to 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 spend time with him, and that I had all of that. That was that was at the forefront of everything I was going to do until about day two when the anxiety set in and it almost paralyzed, not knowing, wondering, formulating these these vain imaginations in my mind, ability of what could happen and what might happen and all of this. But it came back to this family. Had I really got a hold of God's sovereignty, like in that time, like I should, it wouldn't have bothered me. I would have been all right. And I'm just telling you this from a point that, you know, sometimes we have a fight. We have a fight, and we got to learn to fight through that. And that's what the Lord was showing me during that time of my quarantine. You've got to fight, you know, and, and me and my sister has talked about this offline. Sometimes we get so passive, we accept stuff, and we've been talking about complacency for the last uh, couple shows. Sometimes we get so passive, it makes us complacent, and we'll just accept anything and pray for the best, rather than to pray for the best and accept what God said. And that's what we need to get to. That's where we need to go. And I'm sharing that with you today because, so I'm, you know, I'm sick and tired of seeing um, the anxiety, the depression, and the psalmist actually finished up a, um, a, a, a message about depression amongst believers. Depression, anxiety amongst believers. We have the greatest thing known to man, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He brings unspeakable joy. He gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. But yet sometimes, sis, we walk around full of anxiety and depression and don't know why and can't get a hold of it. It Mm. makes no sense. It makes no sense. And you and I were talking about how... um, I love the, uh, uh, the the point that we, we have made about, you know, we, we just get so passive and we don't war. We don't rise up against anything. And, you know, I remember the when I first came into, uh, uh, when I first got saved in, in Young in My Walk, man, there were some warring saints. Just, there were some, some folks that would sit there and they – you they be praying and you have to look up because you thought they were fighting somebody. Because <laughs> hmm. they, they were that aggressive in the spirit. Yeah. What happens, sis? Where where the breakdown come from? You know, I listened uh, to some foreign ministers, and uh, one of the things, one thing that they said just really stuck with me, and they said that the churches in the Western world have just become so fat with the word that they mm. have not, they've stopped applying the word or making the word applicable. You know, they've just gotten into that habit of hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. But uh, after after the while of hearing that word, you forget to that you're supposed to apply it so it can be activated. And I think that yeah. that's where, you know, we're just so blessed. <laughs> Uh, in Amen. our churches, we were not challenged. And then, you know, mm-hmm. along the way, we got 
got maybe we got disappointed or got hurt or you know or we and, and so we closed our hearts up. We closed mm. our hearts down actually trying it to see if it works or you know and 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 and, and so our, our hearts begin to uh be hardened amen mm-hmm. amen and, uh, you know it could be any and and all of that and you know we could really dive into it but i believe that god is powerful enough and that god is about to uh go in and give some of us uh mouth to mouth resuscitation he's about to apply the 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 the, uh, uh, the equipment to our hearts and give us a, another uh, what do you call it a jump start <laughs> cause our hearts for him uh because he's God and he's going to do that he's you know he said that we're his bride and he's not going to leave his bride wanting for anything he go, he's going to take good care of his bride but we That's have right. to be in a position to uh, you know, partake of it, and that's where we are. I believe this this is a place where, if if we really love God and want God, it's a time for us to do some reflecting, to see if we really are who we think we are. And I know that's one of the things that God has been saying to us. You know, check and see who you really are. Who 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 are you? Who do you really belong to? Who are you really loyal to? And it's and, and during this time of, of lockdown and shutdown, it's been a place for us to really look within, because it's easy to look without, you know, on the outside. Right. But it's, right. you know, sometimes right. I, so God has to show us only only God can show us what resides in our heart. Amen. So, Amen. See, that's that's where we are. Uh, allowing God to, to, to show us what we really, really, who we really, really are, who we really, really serve. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, on that note, family, right after we start ministering on the sovereignty of God or God had to teach on that for a period of time, because we really took our time with that one. We We didn't just rush through it. And um, just kind of, you know, gave you a shotgun effect on that. We we really took our time on that. And then we moved into repentance because, you know, it was um, a lot of people were were running around. I think it's Zechariah 4 and 17, you know, they were in the beginning of this pandemic. They were talking about repentance and the church repenting and everybody repenting. But, you know, that to me, and I'm not picking on nobody, but that was kind of a knee-jerk reaction um, to what was going on rather than really sitting down and hearing God for the right solution and what's going on. It was kind of one of those knee-jerk reactions because when we studied repentance, the biggest thing that I got out of repentance when during that study, and if you got your Bibles, I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. But what I learned that I never knew before, and, you know, my sister brought it out, um, you know, repentance is something that's not really taught about. You know, when we first come to the Lord and you get in church, you know, they, they want you to grow, but they don't teach you about repentance. They, they, they you know, we, we establish repentance is, is, repentance is a gift and not a dirty word. 
to shy away from. It's not something that when you come up to the altar, you know, people want to have that mindset, oh, Lord, what has Pastor Gene done, done now? You stay up here at this altar. Uh, or Brother Don, he, every time I turn around, he's up to this altar. So, you know, we, we've kind of taken and dulled down the, the um, area of repentance that it, it, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's humility is what it is. You know, there's been something given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to help make us whole. And we've taken it and we've kind of just really dumbed it down. We just kind of pushed it to the side. And, and you know, it's not that place where, you know, it's a, 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 a dirty word. It, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome thing, you know, to live in an area of humility that you know when your life has changed so much, you know that when something rises up in you that's not Christ-like, you're ready to ask for forgiveness. You're ready to have him wash you with and I know my sister has been, that has been her, uh, I, I, what do they say, your, your moniker, you know, about being washed with hyssop. Because I know that really, really ministers to you. But, you know, in Matthew 3, 8, 9, it says, Therefore bear fruit worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So that was kind of one of our foundation verses that we used. But, you know, since repentance, that, that message on repentance was really, really strong to me. And, you know, that was the one thing that I took out, that it is not a dirty word. It's not nothing to be shameful for, that it is a lifestyle of humility. So what, did, what, what, what was one of the things that you took out of, of that word? I, I also, brother, uh, receive repentance as a gift. Uh, but but mm-hmm. the way I look at it is that it's God's, it's God's favor to me. As a child of God, mm-hmm. I no longer have to be in bondage to sin and death. That because I am his child, that's the gift that he's given me to set me free. To set mm-hmm. me free from whatever prison I, that this uh, sin had, had uh, put me in. Amen. To, uh, it frees me from the grip of the enemy of my soul. Amen. Uh, not only that, but it helps me to go, turn, and come towards God, where my sin had me drawn away from Him. To, to sometimes I was in a backslidden um, situation where I, I didn't. That was the only thing that could draw me back to God is repentance or godly sorrow for my sin. Because, you know, when, when we have sin and we allow sin, the Bible says in one interpretation that sin is infectious. So that means that if I have one sin, sin in one area of my life and I allow that, that sin to stay in that area, it will begin to go in and infect other areas of my life, brother, till, and it, till it, it robs me of even a desire to seek the Lord. It robs me. It shuts me down and causes me to go into a place of clear, of prayerlessness. Amen. Uh, it, it 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 hardens my heart beyond conviction, and then I go all the way back to being condemned. 
all the way back. When, and when I'm in that place of condemnation, you know what? That's removed me from the place uh, that, of, of, being, of salvation. Amen? Because it's, the Bible tells us that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, so if I, yeah. if, but if I, if I do not appropriate repentance, it takes me back to condemnation. Right, Amen? right. So right, I surpass right. salvation. I go back. I backslide all the way uh, out of out of salvation. So mm. repentance restores me to the Father. It it gives me mm-hmm. it, it it renews it causes my mind to be renewed, amen. It causes my heart amen. to be sensitive in, so that I can uh, not only read but receive the word of the Lord, amen. Yes, yes. Uh, and so, uh, and and it helps me to overcome. It it helps me to overcome sin and amen. and, and sin desires, amen. Amen. Because amen. Removes my sin, and that's one of the most powerful things in the world. That when you truly right, repent, right. it removes your sin. It cleanses you of your sin, of the stench of the sin. Amen. It restores you and puts you right back, right standing with the Lord, like you never did it. It's something that you can't buy with anything in this world. It all is something that's between you and the Father. You and the Father, Amen. Amen. And, and and it's so powerful that that's what the John the Baptist came preaching: repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, so you can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus came saying, mm-hmm. repent. So it's you know it's something that you can't get around. <laughs> Amen. You know you can't access the kingdom without it. You know, the sinner's prayer is about repenting, amen? Amen. So in Revelation 3, um, uh, it says, so remember and take to heart heart the lessons you've received and heard. Keep and obey them and repent or change your sinful way of thinking and demonstrate your repentance with a new behavior that proves a conscious conscious decision to turn away from sin. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. you no know, it, 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 it it manifests itself in your behavior. Amen. You bring forth Amen. In, the, uh, in in the book of Matthew God said that I'm sorry, uh uh John the Baptist said repent and bring forth fruit of it. So you're able to produce fruit of righteousness when you repent. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's yes. a little word, but it's very, very powerful in the eyesight of God. Very, very, very powerful. And the other thing, sis, that I learned, and I never, ever, ever got this scripture till we start uh, teaching on that, uh, on repentance. And I'm going to be, and I want you to turn that to with me, sis. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And, you know, a lot of people put different emphasis on this, different, on this scripture. 
But I'm going to just share what God shared with me in this. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, and that's one of the things that I'm learning, sis. There's so many different aspects of us working out our salvation, you know, because I'm not trying to get into a work thing here, but there's some requirement that has to be done for our salvation. And I believe that that word repentance is one of them. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that it's one of them, that once we receive that word and we let it change our lives, that we live in that place of humility and reverence in God's sovereignty, that that's part of working out our salvation. Because, see, that goes to speak to my character. How is my character when I'm not on Brother Don's present? How is Pastor Jean's character when she's not here, TPV ministry? How is Pastor Chris' character when he's not in uh, ministering in TPV uh, ministry? And that's one of that thing that one of those things that we must constantly be aware of is working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And a lot of this that we we're telling you, we're, we're teaching you, falls right into this. So if you have yours open, I know you have the passion translation. Says, I would love to hear the uh, Philippians two and twelve out of the passion translation. You still online, Pastor Gene? I'm still here. Give me a moment because uh, I'm having a problem with my computer. I'm trying to pull it up. So oh, just okay. talking. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, that's, that's the thing, family, you know, um, that we talked about the sovereignty of God and repentance and how, all of those really, once we get those ingrained in us, once we make that our, our 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 lifestyle, you know, there should be some fruit that comes from that. And part of that fruit is a good character. You know, how how are you when nobody's looking? You know, are you still watching the pornography? Are you still drinking and and and, and doing different things? But then when it's time to Put on that cloak of of religion. You, you, you quickly cover up that you can say the right things, do the right things, and and that's what we're addressing here. You know, it's time is. You know, we I said at the beginning of the show, it's already August 2020. It wasn't much long ago that we said, "Hey, it's January 2020. Look at where time has gone." And do you think you really can afford? to keep playing around? Do you really think you can afford to say, well, you know what, I'll get it tomorrow or next week? Do you really think you can afford that right now? I know I can. I am preparing myself, especially after my little quarantine that I went through, I'm preparing myself as Jesus is coming in the next 15 minutes. That's how I'm preparing myself. You got it yet, Pastor Jean? Nope. All right. Well, you said Philippians or Philippians? Philippians. Philippians. Okay. Keep talking. 
I'm sorry, I have some things going on here in the background, so I'm trying to deal with them all. So just bear oh, with me okay. here. We'll move forward. I was just wanting to hear it in the Passion Translation. I can't wait to get mine. Uh, my sister knew how desperately I wanted one, and she called me the other day and said, one's in the mail, so I'm waiting on mine. But we gave you a lot to chew on, family. We're going to take a quick break here. Um, I didn't even realize where the time has went. You know, I'm just being obedient to the Spirit of God, and we're just flowing and going today. So uh, don't move a muscle. Stay right there. We're going to let you simmer on that for a minute. We're going to um, stay strapped in, and we'll be right back. Amen. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. Your name is stronger than sickness. Oh, you are the.
coming down at your name. Question is When you're standing at a crossroads, what do you do? When a fork is in the road, what do you do? When the world is on your shoulders, what do you do? When your back is up against the wall, what do you do?
This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer, right now on on Radio. It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. Amen, amen. Well, we're back, family. We thank you for staying tuned in with us today and um, we just want to kind of move forward here. But if you're listening on the website or any other area, we, we, we'd we like for you to call in and, and and just, you know, give us a shout-out. Just tell us you love us. Just give us our support or give, give us what um, God has been ministering to you. But that number, if you'd like to call in, is 515 515- Six zero five nine eight seven three. That's five one five six zero five nine eight seven three. So we just, uh, you know, we just want to continue on um, moving here. Um, I guess Pastor Chris said we do have someone on the line. So um, we don't know if you're just listening or you would like to share. But we're going to open up real quick here. If you would like to um, share, uh, Pastor Chris, you can patch him through if um, you don't mind. Hey, 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 hey. It's me. Oh. <laughs> How are you today? Just, just listening in and, and uh, being blessed of the Lord today. Um, just honored that God uh, didn't leave us like he found us, but he changed us. and Amen. He, Creating all us clean hearts and re- renewing in us the right mindset, and thanking God for times like this that He will prepare us for the roads that are ahead. We don't have to worry, we don't have to wonder. We just have to continue to put our faith and our full trust in God. And He said we will not be ashamed. Have a good day, Brother Don and my sister, Pastor Jean Homer. God bless you. Amen. Minister Lorraine, God bless you. We love you. We, uh, you know, interesting family. That was uh, Minister Lorraine, and and I tell you something. You know, when God puts people together, he he really really knows what he's doing. Because I had a, I was blessed with the opportunity to um, meet Minister Lorraine, and I'm telling you, she is family. She is my family, not only spiritual, 
Uh, I've adopted her into my natural family as well. So thank God for you. I praise God for you. Um, well, before I have my uh, Pastor Jean read the scripture, Philippians 2 and 12, I just want to, uh, while we're on break, family, I just received word that um, my baby sister, one of my baby sisters, had to be rushed to the hospital. So please keep them in your prayers. Um, she's been dealing with some health issues these last few days, and we're just believing in God for a healing. We're just believing that God will, uh, it won't stop her restoration. You know, she's come a long way. Um, he's connecting with us and, you know, just really taking interesting interest in wanting to grow in the Lord. So we just want to gather together, family, and lift her in prayer to just show her how powerful our God is. Amen? So if you got it ready, sis, go ahead. Amen, brother. Um, I I have uh, Philippians two, but if it's okay with you, I start. I'd like to start at verse nine cause, because it's so beautiful in this translation. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. that's that's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Philippians Philippians two, and beginning at verse nine, it says, "Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness." He has now been given the greatest of all names. The Mm. authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything Mm. and everyone will one day submit to this name. In the heavenly Mm. realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every Mm. tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. Reading verse mm. 12, now it says, My beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. Now wow. you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. And Mm. verse 13, God will continually revitalize you in planting within you the passion to do what pleases him. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful and powerful. That is amazingly powerful. That just really sets the tone to everything that we've been talking about thus far. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Praise God. Well, before the break, um, you know, I, I, well, I knew after the break we were going to, we're still kind of, this isn't a review family. This is just where the spirit of the Lord has me right now. Um, you know, just some of the things that we have spoke about in the past and how it's like a building block. It's, it's been a building block. And if I really, really encourage you to go to the website, TPV um, website, and listen to some of the teachings. All the teachings are there. Not only Brother Don Presents, but all the whole ministry team teachings are there. And it's some great, great, great biblical content for you. Good food out there for you. 
But go back and listen to some of the things that we're talking about, the reverence of God, repentance, because this is all building block stuff, you know. We have basically had to be stripped down in this time that God can really take us and build us back the way that we should be built, the way the church, the body, his bride should be built, you know, because we've got, you know, Pastor Sego had, had, had said it best um, the other day. We've been living on too many, too many um, cliches, you know. We, we've, been, we've been living on too many cliches down through the time, and now it's time to really start living on the word. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and that is important, and that's where we're at right now, that we can really understand what God is doing in this building process in this time. See, because after we left repentance, we went right into this place that God gave us the word about complacent. And that, I'm telling you, was one of the most powerful messages that I've ever heard or been a part of. Because, you know, I had, prior to this, I had no idea None of how detrimental it is in our life. And I think the definition my sister brought up on complacency was being in danger but unaware. And that to me was just, when you think about it, it sounds crazy. It, it sounds absolutely crazy because, you know, we think that, um, you know, we can sense when we are in danger, you know, and then we move away from it. We can sense when things are going wrong or, or not right, and we make adjustments towards it. But being complacent puts you in a place of danger, but you're unaware. And, you know, sis, that was so dynamic for me because how long was I like that? Just, you know what I'm saying? It's just sitting there total danger, but in this place, in this state that I was in, I was totally unaware. And that to me was just, that just was a bombshell to me. Was there anything about complacency that really just stuck out to you that you, you'd like to share with the family? You know, uh, you know, brother, the, the, the definition that God really gave us is that not only, you know, uh, being some, but being unaware, mm-hmm. being right. aware of the danger that was that was uh, that was lurking to to destroy you. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's a very and in that place of complacency, you think all is well when it's not. Amen. Right. Right. Um, right. And, uh, uh, we begin to see also. It operates with a spirit of hindrance. It operates with uh, a spirit of, of, of stubbornness, of stupor, you know, mm-hmm. where you just, uh, you know, you, you're, you, you don't have the wherewithal to get up out of the place that you're in. And so you just yeah. remain after a while. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter that the truth comes to set you free. When you have that, when you're in that place of complacency, you can even admit it's true, but still not have what you need to do anything about it. Mm. Amen. And so, Amen. I mean, it was 
was uh and you know and it was a place that we believe that the Lord told us that that the church has found itself to be right. in that place of complacency. Um mm-hmm. and you know and in that place of complacency is the scripture that says you're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And God takes no pleasure yes. in that. It also goes on to yes. say that he'll spew you out of his mouth. Yeah, and and, and, yes. and and the danger is that you're not operating by faith. So what you you what you'll begin to do is sit there in that stupor and let the enemy actually come and rob you of the things of God. Amen. Amen. You'll see the enemy, nope. and you won't have the fight within you to fight to resist it. So you just let him steal your goods. Amen. That that scripture you were referenced to referencing to is Revelation three and sixteen. It says, and I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And, man, every time I read that, it just strikes the fear of God in me to to say, you know, is what I've been doing to the point where God just wanted me to, to vomit me out of his mouth. We're talking about a God that came here for our salvation that we've been that we be saved. We're talking about a God that loves us unconditionally, but with this thing called complacency being lukewarm, it makes him want to vomit us out of his mouth. That is strong words, sir. That is real strong, yeah. And you know, just the thought of that really just brings a a, a, a fear, you know, just a, a reverence of, of man. I got to get make sure I keep this thing right and tight. Amen. Um, Amen. I was just, and brother, can I, was I read? Just, can I read a few more uh, scriptures that we went over on complacency? Because what we found is that that when you're in that stupor, you know, you you'll just settle for anything. So you're not right. you're not pulling up out of a place to see how God sees it. Um, right, in Second right. nineteen and twenty eight, God says, "Because of your raging against me, and because your arrogance and complacency have come up to my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back to Assyria by the way that you came." So God, mm-hmm. God was correcting His children. It, you know, it's hard for us to understand, but a, a spirit of arrogance also operates with the complacency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. we'll say, okay, well, complacency is not all, all bad, but but if God sees you as becoming arrogant, also, you know, meaning wow. that you'll get to the point where you'll fight to stay complacent. You won't want anyone to shake you or disturb you. Everything is fine. We're doing fine. Why do you have to always rock the boat? Amen. Mm-hmm. So even if God Amen. wants to come you up or take you to another place. You'll have some, you know, you could you could have resentment in your heart because you don't, you're not able to understand what God is doing because of your complacency, because of the stupor there. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Uh, and, 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 uh, and in Romans 3.11, it says, do this, knowing that this is a critical time. It is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep of spiritual complacency. Wow. It's nearer to us now than when we first believed in Christ. 
And in Proverbs 1 and 29, it says, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Look at where that, what that spirit does. It causes you to hate knowledge. You know why? Because when you're lazy and, and the truth comes and requires something of you, then you resent it because the, you're lazy. Oh, my God. Amen? It says, Amen. since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke. So when you're in that place of, of complacency, you don't want to hear truth. You will not allow truth, even if Amen. God is coming to correct it says mm. they will eat the fruit of their ways and will be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But wow. whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So you see that, brother? When we mm-hmm. when we're operating in that complacency, it, then we don't have the protection of God. It says, but if we're willing to listen to the Lord, God will make sure that we live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Pretty good, serious scripture right there. That's Proverbs mm-hmm. one, verse twenty nine through thirty three. If you can, you know what? You don't have to remember the other scriptures, but if you can look at Proverbs one twenty nine, verse thirty three and see what how uh, God sees complacency. He said that complacency is uh, is the way of a fool. Mm. Mm. And we don't mm, want to mm, preach mm. that in church. We don't want to <laughs> preach that. But that's Proverbs 1, verse 29, verse 30 through 33, for those that are interested. But those are the type of words that you know that you need to to come back to the the spirit of complacency because it's something that's there, you know, hovering over the body of Christ to keep people thinking everything is okay. But you know, we can see from the first of the year we're not okay. Amen. 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 You're absolutely right about that. And and you know that, wow, that is that is strong stuff there. And really, you know, and I think God has really shown us through this teaching, um, you know, as we as we were talking about complacency and how he views it and why, you know, we really, really have to be mindful that we're not in that place of complacency, that we are always striving to seek and to serve with humility. And the thing, another thing that really, um, and I'm going somewhere with this family. Um, I'm just still kind of flowing in the spirit here. But, but, but brother, let me say this too. Let let me say this because we're not going to just expose a sin without real reminding the people. That's why we have repentance. If you find right. that 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 you've been in complacency, or this ministered to you to the point that you want to seek the Lord to see if if you've been under that that heaviness, that hindrance, that complacency, that stupor, then, brother, that's why, that's one of the reasons, the very reasons that we have the gift of repentance. Amen. And you can go to God and say, God, I, forgive me. Whether you were ignorant of it, most of the time we're ignorant of things like that. Amen? Amen. But God forgive me. I've been in a 
stupor. I've been in a stupor. I've been in mm-hmm. a place of complacency, Lord God, where there was no joy in me to serve you, where I could do anything and I had gone beyond conviction. You know what? Sometimes we go beyond condemnation. We don't even feel condemned anymore. After a while, because mm-hmm. our hearts have gotten so hard, perfect place to repent. Amen, brother? Amen. Amen. Excellent point. Excellent, excellent point. Well, I was just informed that we do have another caller on the line. So, Pastor Chris, you now have the floor to patch the caller in. You're on with Brother Don and Pastor Gene. Hello? Hello, caller. Well, amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and um, we love you, and and we thank you for tuning in and giving us your time here today as, as we minister the word of the Lord. So God bless you, and we love you. Amen? Well, you know, uh, Pastor Gene, another thing that really um, ministered to me in this time was how complacency looks to shackle our spiritual hands and feet and strip us from the authority that is given to us. You know, and then even sometimes, on some instances, we end up becoming agents of the enemy and not even knowing it in that time. You know, and that, I think you brought that out to me. Uh, you ministered that to me offline, and that really just really hit home with me in terms of, you know, how deep this thing complacency runs and how it's one of the strategies of the enemy for the people of God that, uh, if left unchecked, like it has been for so long, it will really, really ruin a lot of spiritual lives. Amen? So, you know, that was one of the things that really hit home for me. I don't know if you got anything you'd like to add to that, but that when when you have ministered that it strips us of authority and basically shackles us and, in essence, we can become agents of the enemy and be used by him and not really even knowing it at that time. So I didn't know if you had anything you wanted to add. uh, Well, you know, I want to expound on that. What do I mean when I say we can become an agent for Satan? Because in that place of complacency, you're not pulled up. You're not seeking God. You're not seeking his Mm -hmm. will because you're in this false, sense of calm. Amen. So even when the Lord comes or the Lord is speaking, it requires a humbling. It requires an interaction. Amen. It requires you to say, okay, God, is this your voice? God, what are you speaking? But in that place of complacency, there's a lot of religion and you think you're okay and you think you already know. So you don't even want to apply the things that that you're supposed to rep- uh, God, Amen. It's like this, mm-hmm. brother, Amen. We are a, we are the we are the body of Christ, Amen. We are the bride mm-hmm. of Christ, Amen. Mm-hmm. But amen. He also tells us to put on the weapons of warfare, Amen. He also equips mm-hmm. us with weapons. So in essence, we're the only bride dressed for war, 
Why is that? Right, right. Now, right. let me ask you, let me ask you this. Well, if we're dressed for war, then that also means that we're soldiers. Amen? Have yeah. you ever seen a soldier that's complacent? Mm. What would happen to a soldier if he was out on the battleground and he was in a place of complacency? What would happen to him? He'd get killed. He would get killed or he would become what? He would he would become a prisoner. Amen? Prisoner of war. He would jeopardize yeah, the lives of other prisoners, of other soldiers. Amen? Amen. He would jeopardize the lives of other soldiers if he's not doing his part. Amen. So, so it is us. We have to see who we are and know who we are and what our position is. Amen? And if we're not operating there and then we're in a state of, of, of complacency, then can you not see then that we could be used by the enemy to hinder the move right. of God or hinder That's the right. will of God, not only for our lives but for the lives of others? It would be just like a shepherd. It would be just like a pastor that will not pay the price to seek the Lord for the words that he needs to feed his sheep. But he gets to give them what he wants to give them out of that place of stupor or complacency or just being plain old lazy and not wanting to seek the Lord so he can get fed and feed the sheep. Is he not jeopardizing those sheep? Come on, let's look into it. If we're going to look at it, let's look at it. Amen. Amen. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Amen. Well, I'm gonna we we've been building here, family. That's what this is in the Holy Spirit. I, I had a whole nother direction that initially I was gonna go into, but the Holy Spirit just had me go down this road. It is a building. It's a building up to a place where we're gonna we're gonna start teaching in. It's a building up on the word that the Lord gives me and Pastor Gene. Um, but I want to bring uh, Pastor for Christopher Newton, A.K.A. the Psalmist Voice. Um, you know, this man of God always has this great. The Lord gives him great, great revelation and insight to the word and the things. So I'm gonna bring him on board today to to get his take on this. Um, whatever he wants, sovereignty, repentance, complacency, um, you know, because this is a building block time because this next area we're going to hit, family, is one that is going to be monumental in the spirit. It's going to break some things. It's going to change some things and just get, get ready. But at this time, Pastor for Christopher Newton, a.k.a. the Psalmist Voice, Sir, you have the floor. What's good, family? Oh, this series uh, is very, very powerful. And you cannot help but to look at yourself in the mirror and probably uh, say something like this. Yeah, because you probably can. Now, when it comes to complacency, (laughs) we understand some things. And what causes it, actually? You know, maintain the sense of overconfidence that we've had over the years. Uh, some, mm-hmm. of our, uh, some of our churches have, have built that overconfidence with the health and, and wealth movement, and I don't have to get mm-hmm. really into too much detail in that. Just look, just read between the lines, family, and that's all I'm going to say with that. Another reason why is that 
you know, most of most of most churches, they always have this excess of sense, like the of of self confidence. For example, you have the the bishop, the apostle, the pastor. They ex they give you this excessive sense of self confidence, so you feel comfortable having a pocket full of cliches and no power. Uh oh, I'm mm. in trouble. Come on, but you know, but but what I'm saying, I like I'm that. Saying, but, I like that. You, you know, and we, and, and, and this, this causes um, overconfidence in falsehood. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you go yeah. start in trouble again. Well, I'm glad you asked. So we, we've built our faith, our trust, our hope in cliches. I've been there. Mm. I had a t-shirt and a hat. I had every cliche in the book to combat everything. But this is the time in the season now where everything that has been built on overconfidence, built on 20 to 30 years of naming it and claiming it. Am I saying is it, is it wrong to be blessed by God? Let me make that perfectly clear. No, it's not. But how we've been preaching it, some of us been preaching it. Let me backtrack. Some of us has been pre- preaching the wealth and the health movement so, so much and so wrong that now we're in a position where you still have people wanting to name and claim it, and it's not the time for that. God right. wants us to look at our reflections in the mirror, look at ourselves and say, what can I learn? Can I continuously mm. learn? We need, we need to avoid the complacency at this point. We need to start every day from scratch as if you didn't even know Jesus Christ for yourself. You don't know nothing. That's how I come to God every single day. I don't know nothing, God. Can you please fill me up with your Holy Ghost, take out all this religious nonsense, and allow me to speak the truth in love and allow the people of God to flock to you, not the cliche, not the Summer's Voice Radio Network, not, not the ministry team, but to you. Whatever we say, whatever, whatever we, wherever uh, vein we go down, that the people of God will hear it, they will be pricked, and they will look at themselves in the mirror. Not me, not you, not everybody. We all, as a ministry team, have been affected by complacency. We've all Amen. been affected by this thing called heaviness and depression. We've all been mm-hmm. there as a team. So we know what we're talking about. So every day you have to start from scratch. Surround yourself with men and women of God that will tell it like it is in love and really give you the iron sharpened iron. Not the cliche, the people Mm -hmm. that really know your weaknesses, the people that know that you're not strong in certain areas and they can lift you up in that area and vice versa. It is the time for us to build each other up for real, not all this nonsense. Also, we need to focus on the process instead of the outcome. We need to focus on what's going on right now, family. What's going on right now is a reset. God wants his attention and he's getting it by any means necessary. 
He wants mm. our heart. He wants our relationship. He is a jealous God. We've been reading about it. We've been preaching about it. We've been shouting about it in church, but God is showing himself strong. He wants us he wants our attention, and he wants it now because he's coming. But he wants us to be strong to enable the people of God to be set free and to come to him freely, not to be having a gun over somebody's head and all this other nonsense. He wants his people to come freely. He wants as many people to come to the kingdom of God as possible. So we need to get off of our high horses and do this thing. Number four, we need to continuously learn and adapt to what's going on and listen to the voice of Christ. Not listen to bishop, not listen to uh, apostle, no disrespect intended, but you need to listen to the voice of God in this season because God is crying out loudly. And in order for you to hear his voice, you got to get all the clutter out your ears, all the wax buildup out your ears, all of the fat that you've accumulated over the years. None of that matters. You could have been the most loyal person in the, in the ministry for 10 years, and you sat there and got yourself fat. And now it's time for you to act, and you can't, you're too big to even run down the street. Just saying. Mm -hmm. We can use it in the natural. You get too big, you can't run. I'm just saying. I don't need to go there. I need to start I need to start running. But anyway, we also need to number five, recharge our batteries. What does that mean? Well, quite simple. We need to again stay connected to the word. Stay connected to your relationship with God. Stay connected to people that is gonna strengthen you and encourage you. We all need it. I don't care how deep you think you are. I don't care how marinated in the spirit and you you soak in the marination of the Holy Ghost and then you rise up out of the marination of the Holy Ghost. We are still in this flesh. This flesh will combat everything that God puts in it. So therefore, we have to stay connected to people that's going to keep us charged up And we need to stay connected to our relationship with Jesus Christ, the word, and prayer. If you can't get deep in prayer, talk to him just like I'm talking to you right now, family. He will develop your prayer life. He will develop your prayer language. He will develop your relationship. Just ask God for the quickening. Ask God for wisdom knowledge and understanding and i guarantee you if he can make a knucklehead like me smart in the word he can make you smart in the word i'm just saying so that's that's my five that's my five steps on avoiding complacency in this season i I really wanted to throw that in there real quick i guess that added a little bit to the uh to what you guys been saying but again, I'm yeah. gonna get off the mic because this ain't my show. So, brother Don, Pastor Gene, I love you, and back to you. I'm done. Amen, amen. I, you know, family, I love Pastor because he's like uh, he's like when they throw another fire on the log, you know, and all of a sudden it just takes off. And it... <laughs> amen. You know, sis. I mean, there's been so much, and I just pray that the family has really been um, consuming this. I just pray the Lord has been ministering this because 
I mean, in actuality, we could we could continue on and on and on talking about complacency, talking about the sovereignty of God, talking about repentance. You know, I mean, there's it's so it's just that many layers, you know. And, and I love the way um, when we, me, you and I were talking offline, and especially when it comes to complacency, you know, you 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 know, I chuckled, but it, it's so true when you said, "Brother, just when I thought." I had it, there was another layer <laughs> that God peeled back on complacency. Amen. So that was uh that was that was good. But family, we taking this time and and you know, like I said, I didn't I had a whole nother direction um at the start of the show. Really just just right to the point when I said, you know, uh welcome to Brother Don Presents. I had Everything formulated where I thought God wanted to go, but he just told me to be sensitive to the spirit of God and to flow today because um, I thought we were going to touch on it more than what we are today, but God is doing it the way he wants to do it, and that's what I want because I always want to be obedient, and I don't want to squelch the Holy Spirit or grieve him in any ways. I want him to have free reign, but what God showed me this week, family, and I want you to listen and listen closely, because this is going to be essential for us as a body of believers in the days to come. This is going to be our strategy against the forces of hell that's looking to take over believers' lives today. You know, I prayed for... About I say last week I prayed for days, and and I asked the Lord to open His heart to me that I could hear clearly what He's saying. And this came to me about, and it has a little bit to do with complacency. And I didn't know if we were ready to close out on complacency, sis. I was, you know, I was seeking the Lord, where, you know, where are we at? Where do you want to go? And this is where he spoke to me. I want you to show one of the major risks or dangers of being complacent, and this is what it is. Placency erodes your prayer life to the point it is no longer Effective I'm going to read that again Complacency Erodes your prayer life To the point It is no longer Effective And When I inquired You know I'm just sitting there Lord what what are you saying What what do you Where do you want us to go And we're going to start this series, and I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to listen to the programs over and over and over again. But we are going to be talking about the power of prayer. See, and I think that we, you know, from my point of view, and I'm going to to use myself as an example. I approach prayer. Without knowing the power that's in prayer 
We all know prayer is is basically communicating with God. We we know that. We've taught that. We understand that. But do you know the power that's available to you through prayer? Do you really know? And I took this quote from Charles Spurgeon, and it just really ministered to me all week long. And this is his quote. And it starts out, what is the power of prayer? True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. And you know, sis, I never, when, when I read his quote, I said, wow, it's a transaction. And if you think about a transaction, if you go to the store and you purchase something and you, you, you hand them the money, you expect that which you intend to purchase. You don't just hand them the money and walk away. Amen. Nor do you hand them the money and they take back what you intend to purchase. It's a transaction. And I've never looked at it in that aspect that when we when we petition God, when we come before God, we have to think this is a transaction from heaven to earth. This is what we're believing in. This is what we this is what, what, what it is that, that we, we, we would like for you to do, Lord. But, and I have to be honest with you, sometimes I approached it in that place where it was just a vocal performance or, or just really vain words. Just because I can achieve what was done during prayer time. And not really thinking that this is a transaction, not really thinking that, God, I want you to do this. This is what you said you're going to do, and I'm expecting you to do it. And pulling it down. But see, when you're in that state of complacency, you can't see that, sis. You, 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 can't, you can't see it because, see, complacency has robbed us in so many ways. And, and you said it in, in the middle of the show how we've been robbed. And why isn't, let me tell you how, how much it robbed us, family. We should be praying for it to heal the sick and they should recover. We should be praying for those to come out of the places of heaviness and depression. We should be praying, expecting God to come up with a source for this current pandemic that we're in now. But we do not have no power of prayer due to the complacency we've let erode our prayer life so we have no expectation of God. We have no intention of things coming to manifest itself. We're just filling a duty. We're just saying words. We're just doing things in, in according to what we were, thought we were supposed to do or what other people believe we should do at the time. Well, if you're a pastor, you should be praying. If you're Brother Don, you should be praying. But we're going to have to get down and understand the power and authority that we have we're going to have to enact on it, family, in the days to come. Because uh, uh, December 31st or December 2019 didn't look nothing like what it is today. So we should have been in that place of prayer. We should have been expecting and pulling on heaven to do something right now. 
to come up with a solution, to come up with the source, because God already has it in hand. We already said he was sovereign. He knew this from the beginning. He's got the plan right now um, to, to all of this, to, to end all of this. But have we pulled it down in authority, or have we let complacency erode our prayer life to the point where we're ineffective in calling down heaven to earth? I know I got on my soapbox, sis, but the Lord has really been dealing with me in that area about prayer and how, you know, it, it, complacency erodes that. Um, um, it erodes that in our in our in our in our life, and sometimes it even takes our whole prayer life away, you know, because we're in that place of complacency. But um, I know we got a little time left. Was there anything you wanted to touch on uh, um, before we get out of here? You know, the thing that I wanted to go back to is where uh, uh, Pastor Chris basically uh, spoke and said that. Uh, a lot of what what the people are hearing on this radio station is, uh, or this pro, uh, the different programs that come on, is uh, uh, out of the heart of the one that's sharing. That we're not just mm-hmm. sharing something hypothetically. What we're sharing is what we're experiencing ourselves with the Lord. Amen. So Amen. when we places here, when we talk about repentance, we're talking out of a place where God has revealed himself to us in our own hearts, uh, with, that, with a place where we've done the homework, amen? We've humbled ourselves and allowed God to go into our hearts and begin to expose ours, amen? Even in the place of complacency, one of the things that God spoke to me is, what is the difference in what the church is doing and what the world is doing? As far wow. as and, are, is the church waiting for the government to come up with a vaccine, or is the church positioning itself to hear from God, the maker of all vaccines? That he's saying that well, there uh, will be a what we do and what the world do. But 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 it was as if God saw us as being right there with the world, depending on the government to see us through. And mm-hmm. that's what complacency Amen. does. Takes us out of that place of faith. Faith. And the Bible clearly tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Amen? So Amen. if we're just sitting there waiting with the world for the, for the uh, remedy, <laughs> for, the, the, mm-hmm. for the antidote, instead of walking in that place of authority that God has given us, is that not uh, uh, the manifestation of complacency, brother? And that's, what God, spoke, that's what God spoke to me. What is your position in this? What is the position of my people in, in this situation? Mm, 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 mm. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. That that was good. That was good. So that, man, you know, and, and we're serious about this, family. Um, complacency is dangerous. And I think that it has had us... Um, you know, my sister said a stupor, but I'm going to even go farther than that to the point where we've been almost comatose. We've been living with no life. We've been living with no life, just like a comatose patient can be living but have no life. And we have to really dig down within ourselves 
as Pastor Kerr said, and, and look in the mirror. And if you're not acceptable to you, how can you be acceptable to Christ? If you're not happy with what you're doing, how can you think that you're pleasing God? So I encourage you to go back and listen to all of these lessons. I encourage you to, um, you know, just take notes, study on them, because it's going to be, this is life-giving stuff, family. This is bringing life. And our soul earnest desires to please Christ to see you have life. As we please the Lord, as we continue to strive forward in him, we want to see life come up in you. Amen? Because at the end of the day, what point is us getting on here talking if we don't bring any life? If we can't bring edification, growth? What is the point of TBV ministry if that's not going to happen? We've been seeing all types of lifeless ministries out there. But our sole purpose is to tap into the heart of God to bring life to the body. Amen. Well, Pastor Chris, I know we're we're kind of running running down to the wire here, but uh, I do want to bring you back in, sir, so you can give all the plugs to the family because there's so many resources available to them now through TBV Ministries and so many ways to listen. I only know a few of them, but you have the whole playlist of everything that um, that TBV has. So, sir, if you don't mind, you have the floor. Amen. Pastor Chris, you there? All right. All right. I'm here. Sorry about that. Duh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, family, as you already know, uh, voting has stopped for this year's Spin Awards, but we want to thank all of you that have voted um, for us, and we thank you for uh, telling everybody that you know and what have you um, that you know that we were on the Spin Awards this year and we were we were nominated in four categories you know for this particular show. God's been definitely good to us, and you know we've been you know we've been hitting territories internationally. We are hitting territories here in the states, and you know we personally are going through our own growth and I just thank God for what he's doing in this season with TPV radio uh, with the respected ministers and pastors that are on this network Uh, you know we definitely love all of you and we appreciate all of you for what you do and what you sacrifice to come on here week in and week out and pour what God has poured into you during your work week. And the most amazing thing about all of this is we don't talk maybe maybe once, maybe twice a week, or just via text message. And it's just amazing to me how God just links all of our spirits as one. And that's what's so phenomenal when you are ministering as one, because God will talk to all of you, all of you will have a different interpretation, but you're saying the same thing. And that's what I love about TPV radio as a whole. We all have our own different flame, but at the end of the day, all we want for you family is to draw closer to Jesus Christ and to have a true relationship with him and not religion. But you can download 
Live 365. It's free. When you download Live 365, just hit the upper left-hand corner of your screen to bypass the subscription button. Bypass it. You don't have to pay for it. The app is free. Type in the Samus Voice Radio Network. Hit the heart button, and you can take us everywhere with you. Live 365 is on Apple, and it's on Android, so you can get either or. Um, Also, you can visit us on our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. You can also catch us here on Block Talk Radio as well, blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio. You can also like us on Facebook, the Summer's Voice Radio Network. Like us on Facebook. Tell all your friends. Tell all your family. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Radio 1. We're everywhere, family, but we thank God for it, and soon, very soon, we'll be hitting social media very, very hard um, coming up, and you'll get to see my big old dome and a couple of uh, others uh, that will be joining on the online portion of TPV Radio, but we thank God for it. It's time for us to get visual as well. And so you can see the faces with the voices. Not all of us will be able to do it because we're all in different states. But with the, the, with the art of technology, we can all come together and still be seen and, um, on the social media platform. So that's all of my plugs. Don't forget Cell Life with Michael Savalos tomorrow at 4.30. Also, the Summer's Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. And don't miss... Little Bar Nation with Sandra Grace coming up next right here on TPV Radio at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, back to you. Amen, amen. You know, family, that's just really a blessing. And, and you, you know, you, you have to be there from the beginning to realize how much God has really blessed us. You know, you can just have to take our word for it that he's really done a lot within this ministry. And he's continuing to, to, to grow it, you know, because, you know, it's him that does it. We're, we're, we're just vessels. You know, we can't make anything um, and make it prosperous and fruitful. But I just thank you, family, for joining in and tuning in this time. I just want to tell you how much we love you once again and I appreciate you Pastor Gene Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi I appreciate you Deborah, my wife and I just thank God for you so tune in next time we're going to be talking about the power of prayer Brother Don presents 4pm Central Standard Time God bless you, I love you and I pray that God keeps you till we can get together again Amen Across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over Couldn't find no Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.